You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Bottom of the hour, we'll tee up the Flames and Coyotes tonight down at the Dome. And uh, we'll also talk about, was it a fever dream? And uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm, really not a fan of the cold. We'll do that to wrap up uh, today's edition of the program. But right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, he is the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders, Mr. Dave Dickinson. Dave, good morning. How are you? I'm good, guys. Uh, a little bit warmer, which is nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, things are looking up. It is. Who would have thought? Who would have thought minus nine feels balmy? But it absolutely does this morning in uh, downtown Calgary. Um, wanted to give you uh, the opportunity to choose. We have you on to talk some NFL playoffs, but also the Stamps have made some news lately. Do you want to go Stamps first and then NFL playoffs, or vice versa? Uh, well, it's your show, man. You take charge. Okay, I all like right. talking football, so you 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 want to ask the question? I'll give you the answer. Okay, all right. Well, let's start with this. Uh, got business done yesterday with Cam Judge, uh, key part of your Stampeders defense. You also got Mike Rose signed just before the holidays. Just tell us how this defense is starting to come together for you. Well, I mean, these are our guys that uh, you know. I'm, some of our best guys, and we got we got James Vodders done as well earlier yep. in the year, and we still got work to do. I mean, there's lots of guys I still want back, but um, you know, for Cam, he was already signed. We just feel like he's really as good as any Canadian in our league. We wanted to grab another year, and uh, in order to do that, yeah, we had to do a few other things, but uh, that was showed me that Cam wanted to be here, showed me that he's locked into Calgary, and uh, we think that's a good thing. You did something similar with Reggie Bagleton as well, a contract extension. Does some of this have to do with maybe giving yourself a little bit more flexibility on the salary cap, or is this as simple as we just wanted to get them done for another year? Uh, mostly a combination of the latter. I mean, we do. We want to get them here. You know, what What I find is sometimes it's harder to go into a season with so many free agents. And, you know, if you get these vets, a lot of times they're kind of, uh, happy where they're at because they they're treated well. They're they know they're a big part of your system and your offense, your defense, your special teams. Renee would be another one of those. Um, and you just kind of look at each other and say, let's get another year. Let's grab what's a fair contract and and let's uh, you know hopefully these guys will finish their career with the Stampeders. Also, uh, wanted to ask you about Jake Mayer. There was a report from Three Down Nation that there was a restructuring of the contract to kind of give you guys some uh, salary flexibility. I was just wondering if you're able to comment on that and, and what's kind of happening with the quarterback and how his offseason's been going if you've been in much communication. Uh, definitely. I'm still working on a quarterback coach. Um, now, Jake's was definitely uh, – uh, he did a good thing for the team and uh, we tried to treat him right as well. But, uh, you know, he had – a quite a bit of money come and do and and we thought you know what if we could restructure that into a signing bonus we would get some capital leads which will allow us to hopefully bring in the best players make us the best team possible you know he had a good leader in that or a guy that showed the way which was Bo. Bo had always done that and uh and Jake again uh, uh saw that as an opportunity for us to potentially maybe sign other players that could help us uh, he didn't give me any parameters on it he just said yes I'll let's do it let's try to be better so 
good signs. Now, we do have to be better uh, in, in many areas, so uh, that's where this next month of free agency is going to be so important. You mentioned you're still looking for some of your coaches. How is that search coming along? Is there going to be perhaps an announcement on your staff coming anytime soon here? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm working on it. I went down to this called the AFCA. It's the American Football Coaches Association. It's a convention in Nashville, and we did work in Nashville. Sometimes that is difficult because it was a pretty fun city. I'd never been there, um, you know, so uh, I met a lot of good young coaches. I also had uh, opened up my job kind of on a called football scoop, and, you know, I've got 90-some applicants just on that plus wow. people I know. Uh, I'm not going to get to talk to that many of them, but at least I got an idea who's out there and uh, starting interview process with other guys, bringing Pat Delmonico in to, to be part of that as well. So it's a process, and we'll, we'll get through it, hopefully get the best guy. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about the schedule as well. It's changing up a little bit. It's going to be an interlocking schedule. You're going to see all the other teams come to McMahon Stadium, and that includes the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and we presume Bo Levi Mitchell in week one. I know you didn't get to face Bo last year. Um, what's it going to mean for him to return to the to McMahon Stadium and to do it in week one as well? Well, that's probably more on Bo on that. I mean, I know he did want to get back last year, but you know what? Be careful what you wish for. Uh, we're going to be going. We're going to be firing. We want to we want to come out fast, and uh, we know this year is a pivotal year for all of us to you know, to get back to what we feel like playing winning football. And uh, it's not going to be easy. I know that. I know that. But it's only January. I know I'm excited. And I think our guys, you know, are looking forward to, you know, a new challenge, but also just, just kind of get back on that field and, and see where we can take it. Dave Dickinson the head coach and general manager of the Calgary Stampeders, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose. 960 the fan all right dave um national football league you wanted to jump on to talk about the playoffs um wanted to ask you about the philadelphia eagles last night uh their disappointing end of the season finally finality jason kelsey retiring they get beat up by baker mayfield and the tampa bay buccaneers last night how does such a talented team just go in the tank in the second half of the season dave yeah, I, a couple of things on that, you know, I mean, get through many games maybe, but, you know, really honestly it was not a good weekend of football. It was it was five of the six games were really not close. And that make, I don't know what why that is because there's you no know, talent level. There are close. You know that any team can beat the other team, but, yeah, for some reason, uh, playoff football, you know, do, do guys press, do they try a little bit too much? I will say that, you know, uh, home field is a big advantage in all leagues, but especially football. And uh, I did think Philly just, geez, it just looked like they didn't have the confidence. A.J. Brown lost huge, no doubt about it. But uh, they had lost their mojo, and that's something that we always fight. Um, we've had some years here where we're really, really good, and we're like, you know what, let's just make sure everyone gets healthy to get to the playoffs and then we lose that, I don't know, that confidence. We lose that continuity. We just stop playing at the same speed we were, and all of a sudden you get to the playoffs and it doesn't go your way. So I wasn't surprised. I picked Tampa. I definitely uh, did not think it was going to be a blowout, but Philly just did not look like a team that would make any noise in the playoffs, and that, that's certainly what happened. Jason Kelsey's going to retire, and as much as, you know, the center doesn't get talked a lot 
about. He's one that definitely is one that comes into conversation given his brother and everything he's done with the Eagles. You've got a great center right now. You've had great centers as well. What's this loss going to mean for Philadelphia moving forward? Well, he could still play. He's been playing well. Um, when you say doesn't get a lot of attention, I don't know about that. I've never seen a center get so many <laughs> Yeah, he does this I mean, year. Yeah, he's hit that. Uh, yeah, to be honest with it, but uh, I think, you know, he represented a lot of good things for that club. He's, uh, he's still moving really, really well. But, you know, when you go, sometimes football is really hard in your body. You know, do you wait till you have the catastrophic injury or do you maybe get out on your own terms? Sounds to me like he just felt like this was the year, uh, and he and he took it. So uh, retirement can be short, <laughs> so uh, you don't know if it's going to be. Uh, you don't know if it's going to end up being forever, but uh, certainly one of the greats, and uh, he'll be missed for Philly for sure. Um, wanted to ask you about the debacle that was the Dallas Cowboys on the weekend. Big big favorites against the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love. Uh, goes in there, dissects uh, their defense. They're off to play the Niners. Uh, the Cowboys' best home team all season, averaging 37 points. Just a bad, bad loss uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Where do they go next, Dave? Should they should they move on for Mike McCarthy, who has three consecutive double-digit win seasons? Uh, is is Dak Prescott a guy you could win a Super Bowl with? Like, what if you were Jerry Jones? What do you do with this team? Well, uh, Jerry's going to certainly get in there and try to figure it out. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, I think as a fan base, you're going to say, yep, let's make changes. Uh, but are you changing to get better or are you changing just to change? I think Dak had a great year, so I'm, I'm actually fine with him. I mean, he, he certainly hasn't had his best games in the playoff, though. And, uh, but I was surprised it wasn't talked about. Because you know, Dan Quinn is a head coaching candidate, and, and their defense got trashed. They, they got – I mean, wide open receivers. They got, they had busts across the board, uh, you know. And I, I so I, I get it. Uh, I get it. I think Green Bay really just took it to them, and Dallas was shell shocked. Uh, sometimes Dallas talks more than they need to. You know, they just <laughs> it's all about them and how good they are. You know, sometimes you put your nose to the grindstone there, and you come out with a little bit of edge. I thought Green Bay outcompeted Dallas. I'm a Dallas fan from way back not as much with the ownership and all that but way back I was and they just didn't seem cd lamb they just didn't have the same compete level i've seen that is required and, and they they got they got handed they got really got a big time loss and there, there will be changes not my job to tell them what to do uh but certainly just you know is it change to change or is it change to get better i think those are the questions you got to ask um just from the uh just talk show fodder drama perspective how fun would it be to Bill Belichick to coach that team next season, Dave? Yeah, I don't see it. I know I've heard. I listen to a lot of talk radio. I just don't see that a fit at all. I know when you're saying Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick together in a room, that would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just don't. Yeah, I don't see it. I think I actually think Bill Belichick would be better with a younger team. I know they say, oh, look, at he's lost to players. I don't think so. I think I went and tried out for him. He's got his own style. Guys want to win. You know, if you bring a guy in that's going to win, young guy, you're going to you're going to give him everything. You're going to give him his respect. He's earned it. Um, and then I think he would, whatever he goes, I think he's going to bring Josh McDaniel with him. And Josh McDaniel may not be a great head coach, but he can coach, and he's a good offensive coordinator. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if a Washington or Atlanta is a Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. I don't see San Diego 
Um, I see Belichick staying on the East Coast, uh, but I or San Diego, L.A. See, I still think <laughs> of the Chargers thing. is, is that yeah. I know, but it's not. And uh, <laughs> and I definitely don't think Dallas. I think Dallas uh, will go in a different direction. What do the Dolphins do next? Is it as simple as saying, hey, you've got a bit of a buzzsaw here on offense and you ran into some injuries on defense, plus you got cold weather and things just kind of didn't roll your way? Or or do you think there needs to be some changes with that Dolphins team? No, I think they did a good team here. You know, you got to realize, you know, what you've got. But I think, too, is a, is a good, solid quarterback. And you can win in the NFL with a good, solid quarterback play. But I don't think he's special. I don't think he's the same same guy as Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Uh, but I think he's good enough to win with, and he's shown that. They were beat up. I mean, they had three of their starting DNs were out. Uh, they competed hard. I think they will get better. I, I do think they you know, sometimes get a little bit too fancy, uh, meaning that they try to have maybe too many outside run plays rather than just pounding on people and just saying, I'm going to be more physical than you. Uh, so, but they're well, well coached. They were a fun team to watch. To it, yeah, he's not that. He's not going to be the guy that wins you the game. But I do feel like he, he's good enough to to keep uh, building with, and uh, we'll see what happens. There were two weather-related games this weekend. There was the just the fourth coldest game ever uh, in Kansas City, and then there was the the delay because of the snow in Buffalo. I wonder what Dave Dickinson, who, you know, lived in Montana, coached in Calgary, has played in a lot of bad weather games. What were you thinking as you're kind of watching all the social media and, and all the videos unfold with the, the two games in Kansas City and Buffalo? Well, as a quarterback, bad weather is sometimes an advantage for you because it slows the pass rush down and your receivers know where they're going. But when you get to that bitter, bitter cold where you can't feel your hands and the ball gets so hard and you feel like that, it really then equalizes both teams and it kind of turns into more of a, I don't know, a mental thing who can handle it and turnovers and that sort of stuff. So it's really not usually uh, the best football. But I thought both fields and stadiums and teams handled it pretty darn well. Um, you know, like uh, Buffalo, that was the pretty crazy to see what you could see from tv and the field looks so perfect and to yet know that there's two feet of snow in the stands and uh (laughs) craziness the night before but if you would have played the game the previous day or two it would have been it would not have been a good game and it would have been basically who knows who would have won because it just would have been a war of attrition so you're going to get these games i do feel like uh weather's part of our game as well i'm not concerned about it uh and like i said i'd rather play in, in cold and snow than rain so to each their own i guess um how important is it for the bills to slay this dragon that has been patrick mahomes for them in the postseason going to be a different story this time dave it'll be in buffalo instead of in kansas city and patrick mahomes going to play in his first road game which is just remarkable outside of neutral site games at the Super Bowl, but is that a mental hurdle the Buffalo Bills need to kind of get over to potentially win a Super Bowl here? See, I think Buffalo does better as the underdog. It seems, seems like whenever they're the favorite or they've got high expectations, it doesn't go their way. And then pretty much at 6-6, six and six, people were saying, oh, man, this guy, they're in trouble. They're going to miss the playoffs. And it just seemed like they rallied as an underdog. Now, you go in as a home, um, you know, home field guy now, and are you the favorite versus the Chiefs? Probably. And I don't know about that. I, I know Kansas City has not been the same team, but 
uh, I still, you know, think that they're going to be a tough out. So I'm rooting for Buffalo, and I wish Josh Allen, you know, would be able to play on the biggest of stage, which to me is a Super Bowl. I'd love to see that match of Lamar and Josh. I'm also listen. Is Houston not super exciting right now? Right. I, I think I think uh, you know, their 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 coach, their offensive coordinator, Bob Slowick is Bobby Slowick is the son of our linebackers coach, and so you you feel like he got a little bit invested in them. At least I do. I'm certainly rooting for him. So, uh, but Buffalo, I think yeah, needed at least one win. I'd love to see him finish the uh, finish job a win against Kansas City to get to that next level, which they haven't got to. Uh, but it's going to be a tough, tough out. Um, w- would the Texans play loose, Dave, heading into that game against Baltimore? Does that happen at the professional football level where, you know, for us uh, fans and media watching these games, it's like, hey, nobody expected Houston to be here, let alone win a playoff game. Everything seems like it's gravy and you have this young franchise quarterback. Everything's great. You think the Texans feel that way or are they like, we can actually go into Baltimore, beat the Ravens, and who the hell knows, maybe even win a Super Bowl? They're going to play loose, and they're going to play like exactly they. To me, they, they've got, they've already got. Uh, uh, I guess their the money's invested, and in they've been re- re- payment on the return. And and but I'm going to tell you one thing though: that Baltimore might be a different animal. Like uh, Lamar seems to have played at a different level, and uh, yeah, they'll play loose. But I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I think it can be competitive. But the other thing is. Uh, two weeks to prepare. Uh, I, I just think Baltimore is, is – I think they're the best team right now. Uh, so it, I don't feel like Houston's going to go in there and just uh, have their way like they did with Cleveland last week. How how much pressure is on Kyle Shanahan and the Niners to get this done, Dave? Because obviously uh, a lot many people consider them the best team in football until the Ravens went in and gave them a beatdown late in the season. But uh, they're getting Jordan Love and the Packers. Uh, nobody expected the Packers to be there. I, I, I feel like all the pressures on Kyle Shanahan and essentially Brock Purdy to get this team at least to the Super Bowl at a minimum, like, do you think that pressure just could be too much in San Francisco right now on a roster that's just laden with talent? Yeah, roster laden with talent and some bad, some bad guys. Like, some, I love the way the Niners play with their attitude. I mean, they they are a full attack, knock you out type of team from the every position. I wouldn't say Brock Purdy is like going to be that you know that t- trash talker, but he's a silent assassin. I mean. I can see it in his face. He's super confident, and he wants to he wants to throw the dagger in you. And they're a fun team to watch. Yes, there's pressure. There's no doubt. Um, same thing, though. I, I do think they've handled it. Um, you know, Kyle knows he's not going anywhere. The pressure is, you know, when you have a Super Bowl quality team, a Great Cup quality team, you feel like, you know what, we're a team that should at least get there. Uh, and you got to start the journey. You got to get that first win. So I, I certainly think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat the Packers. I think Jordan Love has shown that he's a he's a quality guy, and, and that that system they run is 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 a solid system as well. It's got some similarities, but I would not be surprised at all. San uh, San Fran beats them by double digits. Uh, we, the Lions are going to be hosting uh, the Buccaneers, uh, a, a team nobody thought potentially would be uh, in the divisional round in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, moxie is a word that's been thrown around a lot when it comes to quarterbacks. Do you like the moxie of Baker Mayfield, Dave? I do, I do. I, I don't trust that he's going to be a guy that's in the same caliber as these other guys, but he thinks he is. 
And so that's, that's half the battle. That's half the battle. And trust me, he's he's throwing some darts now, and he's a tough he's a tough nut. He's he's willing to take hits. He'll he'll scramble. Um, you know, they they defensively, I think that's what you're looking for, Tampa. I think that's what needs to be talked about, Tampa. They are they're a really good defensive team as always. And uh, I got to root for the Lions, though. I mean, there's to me the Lions are the team that I think all of us would like to see get in there and and. Uh, uh, I think that's uh, I do think it's a pretty close game. I think Jerry Goff has a tendency to uh, maybe not play his best football either in big moments. So I think that would be a good game. I really do. How great did that stadium look in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I have a little like uh, so I went in the Hall of Fame uh, in 2018, and Calvin Johnson went in there. Obviously, he was the big name. I just rode his coattails. But I oh, it's funny on. when you meet somebody personally. When you meet a guy and you're able to have a conversation and you meet a guy and you respect that guy and he lives up to those expectations, you become even a bigger fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, that was what happened with Calvin Johnson. So, like, uh, I saw him on the sideline, kind of making up, you know, with the Lions from some stuff that happened earlier on. And it's just a good story, but it's also that fan base is due. And, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm going to be rooting for them and uh, uh, hopefully they can pull it off. Uh, Dave, what is your your dream Super Bowl matchup, and then what is the Super Bowl you think is going to happen? I said this because uh, we we talked a lot of that. Uh, Lions Texans. Oh. Okay, I, I, like I said, remember it's, we are all fans, and I feel like yep. that would be uh, for me. I'd like to see that, um, but. I don't, you know, I honestly don't think uh, anyone stopped in San Fran. I mean, I really don't mm. know. That That to me is an easy one. And I wouldn't pick against Baltimore, but I, I, I would love to see the Bills there. And I, I just feel like if Josh Allen can get there, uh, yeah, I still think he's a little underrated. <laughs> and at times he, he, he makes me eat my words with turnovers. But I think he's a, he's a guy I'd like to see there in that organization as well. And I, I would like to see the Bills win. I'd like to see them finally get their first Super Bowl. Yeah, it would be insane in Buffalo if they actually got it done. Dave Dickinson's the head coach and GM of the Calgary Stampeders. Dave, always a pleasure. We'll have you again soon. Talk some more football Good playoffs. luck in free agency. All right, fingers crossed. See you guys and all the best. All right, there he is, Dave Dickinson on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. I think my dream Super Bowl now is Lions-Bills. The Lake Erie Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I don't love, um, I'm not, like, if the Bills get in, I'm, I'm like, okay, the problem is that then we probably have to watch a game in Buffalo, and it's gonna, no, never mind, the Super Bowl. It's in Vegas. Vegas. But conference finals would be, yeah, I don't know, I just, the Bills don't move the needle a lot for me. I'm not a huge Stephon Diggs guy, Josh Allen, we saw the best of Josh Allen in the playoffs this post game, yesterday, but... I still don't necessarily trust him for four straight games, right? He's going to need his defense to bail him out at some point, and I don't know if they can. Um, I Again, that the injuries the Bills are having right now, a linebacker, could potentially be key. But I Lost think, another guy yesterday. I think we have a lot Carted of... off. We have a lot of Kansas City fatigue. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl. I think he's a guy that has exceeded expectations his entire NFL career. He's going to win his second MVP award coming up here. 
And uh, that's a team that looks damn good and was a buzzsaw in the back end of the season, just hammering teams. And the games they did lose, they probably should have won because they blew fourth quarter leads. But just from a fan's perspective, because both of those fan bases in Detroit and Buffalo have suffered for so many years with their football teams, just have, like, the Lions were just bad. Like, there, there's, a, there's a saying in Detroit, SOL, same old Lions. Same old Lions. And that's what they used to be for years and years and years. And now they're going to be hosting a divisional game, you know, just one win away from the NFC title game. Who knows how deep this team can go. Again, Lions fans have been suffering for a long time. And, and Bills fans, could you imagine a team losing four straight Super Bowls in today's age? like with social media and how the league is covered now, like what they did in the nineties was incredible. Getting to the Super Bowl four years in a row is just a remarkable accomplishment. That I don't think we'll ever see again in the salary cap era, but for the bills to get there and potentially finally winning a Super Bowl, what that would mean to that city in that community would just be mind blowing. Yeah. And, and that's sure that that's great. Um, I would like to see it for the city, for sure. But as far as teams that I cheer for, like I would like to see any of these cities win. Buffalo, great, because it's been a very long time and they don't have a lot to do in Buffalo. Sure, by mm-hmm. all means. But really, the team I like the most, just like when I watch them and I find myself rooting for them, because it's usually how I do. I'm just going to watch a game and the heart will go where the heart will go. It's probably the Texans. They're the most team that I can cheer for the most. I think C.J. Stroud is the most lovable the Chiefs, a lot of people don't like the Chiefs. They, they're they kind of nauseating at this point. Uh, I can't stand the Ravens as a Bengals fan. Right. Hard pass on that. Sure. And like I just said on the Bills, like, yeah, they're the Bills. They they kind of, we understand what they're probably going to do. So the Texans are my favorite team in the AFC. As far as the NFC, I don't know. I like all these groups. I like Baker and the Bucks. They're a lot of fun, but I don't necessarily believe they're Super Bowl caliber. I really like Detroit. You know how much of a fan I am of Dan Campbell and just that group as a whole. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery's having a fine year. I love the pack and Patty. I think that that's another great story, but it's very similar to the Buccaneers. Do they really belong in the Super Bowl? Probably not yet, but maybe down the road. Mm-hmm. I think they could definitely get there. And then you've got the 49ers who I got a futures bet on the 49ers, so I'd love to see them win, but it's kind of like, ah, uh, then the team that was wire to wire, the best team in the NFL wins, and I never really like when that happens because I like to see a little bit of underdog, a little bit of drama. You can tell by the teams I like. I kind of like the underdogs usually. So I don't know. That's kind of how I'm looking at the eight remaining teams. Uh, it's going to be super uh, exciting and interesting this weekend. They call it the best weekend of the football playoffs. Um, straight ahead, uh, was it a fever dream for a 17-year-old girl? We'll talk about that. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, really not a big fan of the cold. Nope. And if you think the Calgary Flames have owned the Coyotes lately, you're probably right. <laughs> we'll do that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. We'll wrap up the show with um, some wrestling. Like, Patrick Dumont's not here. He's a little under the weather. Big wrestling guy. And the day he's called in sick, I'm doing two wrestling bits to wrap up the program. And we talked to Gabby. And we talked to Bruce Boudreaux, who's a giant wrestling fan. Um, You want to do NFL big bets real quick before we uh, tee up this Flames game? 
Yeah, I'd love to, actually. Tell me how I did. Uh, NFL Big Bets brought to you I by have no Sports idea. Select. I don't really pay attention. So uh, if prove, you your just sports, tell me. prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Uh, Maddie, you were stellar 5 and 1 this week. Oh, really? Yeah, not Crazy. bad. Crazy. Uh, Patrick, 4 1 and 1. And uh, Georgie, uh, a mediocre. Three and three. The only game I missed was because they postponed it and they didn't play it in a blizzard. It's true. Uh, you were um, you're for the season spectacular. Seventy one, forty one and two. Patrick, eight games over the five hundred mark now. Fifty nine, fifty one and four. And I'm still wallowing on the bottom. Fifty five, fifty seven and two. My goal is to get over five hundred and then get roasted. That's a good goal to maintain. Yeah. Because I want, because I would feel bad roasting Patty Dumont. Mm. I'm okay with all of you guys roasting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be fun. I think we should add Brent Cron and Eric Francis to the list of roasters. Yeah, hundred percent. We gotta get a bunch of celebrities. Jeff Ross and like, I don't know, other people who have been roasted before. Like <laughs> you know, Jeff Pamela Ross Anderson. And... Like, well, no, the... who else has been roasted? No, you need uh, a roaster, not the roastee. But they get to do roasting too when they get roasted. Yeah, it's true. They get to dish it out. I used to love watching. The Comedy Central roast. Yeah, they're doing one with Tom Brady coming up. They are. Uh, is yeah, is it comedy? It's Netflix, I think. I think Netflix that. is doing a roast. Of but Tom Jeff Brady. Ross is part of it. And yeah, which would be good. Is. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that. So there you go. There's uh, how we did last week. Uh, we'll have more picks for the divisional round this week. I like watching the non-comedians bomb too. Oh yeah, I love when it's super awkward. Yeah, you're like you wrote none of this, and your delivery makes it so much worse. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, Flames and Coyotes tonight. Down at the Dome. If you think the Flames have dominated uh, the Coyotes lately, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Flames have earned a point in nine straight games versus the Yotes going 8-0-1. Um, and their power play on fire. Um, Flames power play against the Coyotes in their last nine games, 35.7%. Just needed a little Texas Tiger in your life. Yeah, on that's that scorching. Play. PK 87.5. And the save percentage for the Flames against the Coyotes, 919. They're getting that's saves against good. the Yotes. Yeah, and I would expect Jacob Markstrom to go in this one. This could be a good goaltending matchup, especially if it's Connor Ingram. Uh, it was Karel Vizmelka the last game. Well, started out last game. He ended up getting ganked for... For Ingram, but um, Ingram's been much, much, much better this year. He recorded his fifth shutout on Saturday, a six nothing shutout of the Wild. And mm. I know you see six nothing, and you're like, well, thirty eight saves. He was very good, and he continues to be one of the better stories for Arizona this year. Uh, the Coyotes are second in the NHL with six shutouts on the season. Do you know who's first? I uh, looked at the stat pack today, but I don't recall. GVP, do you have a guess? No, I'm racking my brain. I'm going to say the Avalanche? No. It's actually surprising. Okay. It's a team that very veteran-laden. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? Yes, mm. it is oh. the Penguins. Yeah, Tristan Jari's having a really good season. He's got like Seven. four or five of them. Seven bagels for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins leading the NHL. And uh, real quick, too. Well, not real quick. We got lots of time. Um... <laughs> The Coyotes are the best second period team in the NHL. They've scored 38.7% of their goals in the second period. That's tops in the NHL. You know who's second? Capitals. Really? Well, that actually doesn't surprise me a whole lot. Part of the second period is the idea that if you're a slow plotting team that you can kind of trap teams in their own end and be a little bit more methodical and try and get guys out for extended shifts. 
uh, if you're a veteran group and you kind of have that that mentality in the second period that hey, this is a different frame, we can really take advantage of this long change here. I I think that there's a lot of groups that can kind of do that. The Flames not very good in the second period this year. Well, th- that that's a great point because uh, GVP, how bad do you think the Flames have been in the second period this season? Uh, I think it's probably been their worst period out of most of those. Uh, it has I think bingo. So. And they're the third worst second period team in the NHL, only scoring 28.7% of their goals in the second period. The two teams that are worse than the Calgary Flames, you want to take a stab at it? Is one of them the Capitals? Nope. No, never mind. We just said the Capitals. Yep. Um, I'm going to say the Predators. Nope. One surprising because they've had a really good season. Mm, Vancouver? No, mm, that nope. wouldn't make sense. Mm, having a good season. The ones the Ducks because they stink. Okay, yeah, totally they're, fine. They're brutal. Um, east or West? East. New York? Nope. The Rangers? Well, which one? Uh, Islanders or Rangers? I, no, I, I, guess I was going to say the, the Panthers. Oh. They're oh, the okay. worst second period team in the NHL. I would expect a lot of that is after what was a pretty rough start for the group. Um, the second period's a weird one too. Like there are some groups that really have a game plan that can kind of take advantage of it and, and really exploit it. And other years, there's other teams that you know it just is what it is. Um, uh, if you're one of those teams, though, like I I love when you're a group that can just oh it's the second period. Let's go. This is mm-hmm. where we score all our goals. Uh, also, uh, during this red hot stretch for the Calgary Flames, were least uh, defensively. Uh, the Flames have been extremely stingy uh, with their goaltending. Um, as I'm trying to scroll through it, I just had it, and now I am stalling. Here it is. Uh, Flames have allowed two goals or less in eight of their last 14 games and three goals against or less in 12 of their last 14. Best, fewest goals against since December 14th. Really? Uh, well, no, this their third best. Who are the two teams better? Than the Flames. Gold Flames, 229 goals against give, average. Give me Boston. Nope. Uh, Swain has been playing good lately. Give me Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Second. Joey Descartes has been lights out. Picked him up in fantasy. He's yep. been cooking lately. Um, Best team goals against since December 14th of the National Hockey League. Give me the Oilers. Ooh, they're fourth right behind the Flames. Who else is on a heater right now? The Cats? Jets. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Just 164 a game. They even really, oh, someone on the text line got that one. That's super Is that stingy. Probably. Well, Patty and I still have zero faith in both the Jets and Canucks, which might blow up in my face. But again, I still Really? You're my still take. at zero? Yeah. Like have you no haven't even gotten things. a little bit more? Nope. nope. If I'm if I'm the Flames, have you watched them recently? Yeah. They look really good. Good. Yeah, I, 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 get, I get all of these things. I saw this from the Jets last year, too. And then but they this just, is a different Jets team. How, there's how no, different? There's no Blake Wheeler. Okay. I think that is a massive difference. You think he was just killing the uh, the team? Look at Mark Scheifele and the different player he is. He is. I think that, uh, yeah, he okay. was the captain, and he essentially I will had tell the... You this. He, he's the one who sets the tone for that team, and they've completely turned a corner since he left. I, will, I don't I think, think that's Halibuck weird. playing less games is going to be a major factor for the Jets to come playoff time. I, I said it yesterday with Croner in studio. Sign me up for a Flames series against the Canucks or the Jets tomorrow. I would take that matchup over any other matchup. That Out of those two, who would you rather see the Flames matchup against Canucks Jets. or Jets? Oh, yeah. Mm. Give me the Jets. I don't know. Probably the Jets. Like, the thing is, the Canucks 
Oh, man, they're both so good up top. Like the, the Jets have been winning le- all their games without Kyle Connor. And he's arguably their best offensive player. Yep. And they're deep now, too. Like, you can get past Shifley and Connors and Ehlers, and then you get, like, Adam Lowry, who's one of the best third-line centermen in the league. really good. is a great fourth-liner, and then you get into Velarde and Perfetti. And Listen, I get it. They're good, man. Sign me up. I'd much rather play them over the Avalanche, the Stars, the Oilers. Yeah. I'd rather play all of them. I don't know. And the Jets will probably finish ahead of those guys. The thing is, like, the Oilers seem to have the Flames number here for the last little bit, especially in the playoffs, so I wouldn't like that. But I actually am not that afraid of the Oilers. Like, they've got a couple of guys that worry you, but their team is... Their goaltending could wilt at any second. exceptionally flawed. Yeah, and, and... Here's the thing. We saw Jake Ottinger put in an absolute clinic and almost steal that Dallas Stars series against the Flames. Demko or Hellebuck could do that, too. Mm -hmm. I don't have faith that Stuart Skinner or whoever they have can do that. Um, All right. There's a a couple stories I want to get to um, before uh, we go. Um, Terry Balea, a.k.a. the Hulkster. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most, if not the most famous wrestler of all time, and one of the best theme songs of all time. Too. Like, you just want to take a vitamin, you want to rip your shirt. Take my tarp off. Yeah, you want to have a beautiful skullet. Yeah, give me a give me a bandana. Now I'm a bandana guy. So, apparently, um, there was a car accident in Florida uh-huh. involving a 17-year-old girl who was clipped by this jackass who was swerving through the other lane and clipped this girl and flipped her car. Oh, my goodness. Very scary stuff. Yeah. I would be terrified. This was in the evening. So, like, my car flips because some clown is, and I'm yes. like, I'm like panicked. I'm upside down now. I'm right. like, am I alive? Am I dead? Right. So, all of a sudden, who is a person who shows up, pulled over with his wife to help that stranded person? I imagine a police officer. Hulk Hogan. What? Brother. <laughs> and not only is Hulk Hogan there, he has an NWO shirt on. <laughs> And a bandana. I can respect that so much. You're like, you're 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 flipped over in a car. You're seeing your life flash in front of your eyes. You're like, Hulkster? Yeah. At I don't that, know if she knew if it at, was who Hulk Hogan was. At that point, I'm like, I'm definitely dead. Yeah. <laughs> Hulkster? <laughs> Hulk, Hulk Hogan this, helped Hogan. a This can't motorist. be real. I'm definitely dead. And apparently she's fine. Good. Uh, it was a very traumatic experience, which Did I'm he sure get would be caught? for a 17-year-old. But Hulk He's lucky. Hogan was there. He's lucky the Hulkster didn't catch that driver. Yeah. What a torment half, brother. Brother. And he was there with an NWO shirt that, on. Th- okay, I've got questions on the NWO shirt. Is that like um, the same way that like Brent still wears like a whole bunch of Dallas Stars gear from when he played? Yeah, I, because I, it's like, I still have it and I'm not going to go buy new stuff when right. I have all this stuff. Or is he like repping the brand I, like, I out there and still trying to grow his NWO brand. I don't think Hulk Hogan needs to advertise. No, he doesn't need to. If Hulk Hogan was just wearing a black t-shirt that didn't have NWO How on would it, you know it was him? You, you would definitely know it's Hulk Hogan. Because <laughs> he looks the exact same as he did when he wrestled. Yeah. He still has the stash. The yeah. hair's still slicked back. I saw the picture of this yesterday and I went NWO? Yeah, yeah. sure. What are you doing? Going to an event? Awesome. Going to Going to a match? I uh, I still also need closure on the Hulk Hogan story where he was blocking the release of his sex tape. But the real question is, who has an appetite to watch the Hulk Hogan sex tape? Well, All right, Hulk one Mania. more wrestling story. 
Uh, one more wrestling story. Thank you for the... Because uh, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. So we can skate on. It's gross. Um, okay. So uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Talk about legendary wrestlers. Yeah. Like you, you're talking... Like he's on the Mount Rushmore of what? greatest wrestlers of all time. What? I was doing his what chant. He goes, uh, what? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he... Everyone loved when he gave his boss, Vince McMahon, a stunner. And when he goes all crazy. Yeah. He does smashes the beers. The beers. And, yeah. With his jorts on. Yeah. Stone Cold's great. He didn't care so, about anything. Uh, th- the more research they do about cold tubs, the more it's better for your body. Yeah. It helps you recover. It helps with rehab. Yep. It helps your metabolism. Yep. You should be taking cold showers in it the also, morning. It uh, also helps produce the endorphins that are make you feel happy. That's part of it as well, that when your body warms itself up, it yeah. also produces these chemicals that are supposed to make you happier. So you're supposed to do it during the day. So as your body gradually warms up, it creates this, and you get happier as the day goes on. It's supposed to have a lot of benefits for you. The problem I've done is, a little cold tubbing lately, actually. I'm a big fan. Oh, it's, 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 it's hard to get in, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, well, especially because you go from hot to cold, so it's... You do like 10, 20 minutes in a hot tub or a sauna, and then you get in the cold. So you're literally going polar opposites. It right. makes it feel even colder. It gives you more, you know, positive. Shocks your system. Yeah, it makes the, the medical benefits more so, but it makes it a little bit difficult to get in and out of. Uh, well, Stone Cold Steve Austin on his Instagram, mm. uh, he did it live where he was going to jump in the cold tub for the first time. <laughs> and uh, we have the audio of that. Oh, good. Yeah. And, um,. It's cold. He handled it well? Uh, it's cold for old Stone Cold. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? It's Steve coming to the Broke Skull Ranch. <laughs> I got this uh, new therapy. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? It's Steve coming to the Broken Skull Ranch. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Steve coming to the Broken Skull Ranch. Uh, about to do my first cold plunge and renew therapy. Uh, my shop says 43 degrees right now. So I'm sure the water is sub 50. I was going to start off at 50. It's going to be a little bit colder than that. And uh, we're going three minutes well, here. Yeah. Once you get on to 12 yeah, and right. five, four, three, two, down we go. God. Son of a <laughs> oh, mother! <laughs> uh, gonna revisit this mother. <laughs> he got out. He couldn't do it. Yo, I told you. So the first thing that you do when you get <sighs> in is I try and regulate my breathing because the first thing is is your chest just shocks yep. and it just closes up and you go. <laughs> But once you kind of can get your breathing back to normal, then the body starts to kind of get used to it. And you have to make it past that, like, first 30 or 45 second threshold. And then your body's like, okay, now I can handle this. But the initial shock is like, <laughs> yes, that part right there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, sometimes yeah. if I'm, like, really sleepy in the morning, how to end my shower, I'll just rip it from the hot side to the cold side and see mm-hmm. how long I can stay in there but the problem is my breathing gets really loud that Haley has told me what was wrong with you in the shower this morning I was just trying to do a little cold tub and instead I go and then I have to get out of the shower dry myself off as quick as I can (laughs) (laughs) that's how a lot of people feel 
Oh man, that, I do love a good cold tub. I, That's I, great audio. I just love the fact that I'm we, gonna visit this. We have that as a as a new drop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How cold was it? Was it Stone Cold Steve Austin it, cold? It was very cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> it's, cold. it's cold for Stone Cold. And apparently the next day he tried it again and did it. Sat in for the full three minutes. I, I do understand that. Like yeah. the, the once you kind of like mentally understand what you're getting yourself into, you can hype yourself up a little bit more. You know, like uh, there's a there's a thermal spot here downtown that I've gone to before. And they've got like three saunas and a hot tub, and you go twenty minutes in the hot tub or the sauna, and then you jump in the cold tub, and then you stay out for twenty minutes, and that's kind of like the cycle mm. that's supposed to be best for your your recuperation. Does a good job of getting all the toxins out of your muscles. So you got to drink a lot of water and stay hydrated to flush all that out. I don't have a cold tub myself, but as you can tell, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, huh. <laughs> 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 Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for revisit us. Revisit this tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and he did. And he did it. The full three minutes. Gonna revisit this mother. Yeah. Mother <laughs> and he just climbs out. Um, all right, that's it for us. Uh, what do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show? Because uh, it's just you doing double duty today. Are we replaying Gabby's interview? Yeah, we'll do some replays here coming up. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, to Flames Game Day. Uh, Flames and Coyotes will be all over it like a dirty shirt. Um, Big Show Flames analyst, the Cobra. The Chronolist, Brent Cron, will join us in studio tomorrow. Break down this Coyotes and Flames game. Uh, have a terrific Tuesday. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.